0: In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. Our schools are failing. The ivory tower is crumbling. The academy, which used to be the pinnacle of our culture, is lost. And those that want to lead education in the state of Oklahoma are asleep at the switch. They're saying nothing of value. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Welcome to today's rebellion. The topic again today is education, and I'm going back to this time and time and time again. This won't be the last time I will speak on this issue, and frankly, I'm doing this because I'm angry. I've had it. I am tired of those who pretend to care about education, throwing our students under the bus, throwing our culture under the bus, ignoring parents as if you're too stupid to have any input into how you raise your kids and how you teach them and what they should be taught. You're being ignored. You're being maligned. You are being disparaged in front of your own children. They don't care about you. They don't care about local control. They don't care about freedom. They don't care about teaching reading and writing and arithmetic, they're more interested in propaganda and social indoctrination than they are about teaching the basics. The proof's in the pudding. You've seen it. Just look at the outcome. Education is lost. And the frustrating thing is that those who have announced their candidacy for the Superintendent of Public Instruction for the State of Oklahoma are saying nothing, literally. They're engaging in eating marshmallows on National S'mores Day than actually getting out and saying something that's meaty and of value. This is emblematic of the problem. It's marshmallow, it's mush, it's soft soap. There's nothing of substance here. And that needs to change. If it doesn't, I would argue freedom in our state as well as in our country is lost. This is today's show. Let's take a break. And when I get back, I'm going to share with you some specifics as to why I've about had it. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Welcome back to The Rebellion. Again, today's topic is education. I'm going to share with you a couple scenarios that have just gotten under my skin today. And frankly, over the course of the the last couple weeks. You know, we have candidates for the state superintendent of public instruction for the state of Oklahoma. This is the head educational position for our state. Arguably, this person sets the agenda for what education should be in our state. You could argue that, well, they don't have as much authority as you're pretending they have, Piper. Well, then why are we paying for the job? Why do our tax dollars support this person and provide a budget for them to do something? And if you want the job, then I want to know what it is that you're going to do. Are you going to confront critical race theory? Are you going to confront critical theory? Are you going to confront the neo-Marxist agenda of Black Lives Matter? Are you going to confront the subjective identity claims of LGBTQIA, the dumbing down of biology so that it's no longer a scientific fact that a male is a male and a female is a female, and we're actually insulting real women enough and... To the extent in our culture and in our schools and in our society right now that we're telling real women to get at the back of the bus and give their seat to someone who isn't a female who wants to pretend otherwise and take all of those females' rights and privileges away, down to the extent that we're taking the bathrooms, the showers, the scholarships, and the sports away from our girls in our public schools. Will nobody bring this up? Is anybody going to say that this is wrong? Who's going to step forward and say that the primary objective of our schools should be to teach our kids to count, to teach our kids to read, to teach them to communicate, how to write, and to teach them that science matters and that biology is something that they should care about, and that physiology and genetics and DNA actually is grounded in objective facts and not postmodern constructs and subjective feelings and fantasies. Is anybody going to bring this up? Well, the answer so far is no. None of the candidates who have announced have said anything about any of this. And you have to ask yourself why. You know, one of the mantras of the progressive left is silence is violence. Well, I think they've got a point. If you're being silent about something, then you're committing violence toward the opposing agenda. Or maybe even toward the agenda that you pretend to support, but you're saying nothing about it. Silence screams. And in this case, the silence of these candidates is screaming volumes. In my judgment, it's screaming that they don't care. Or that they don't know and either one of these options is bad because if they're so clueless as to what's going on in culture and what's going on in our schools and what's going on in education in general that they're not aware that they need to talk about these things and confront these things and lead on these things, then they're not the right people for the job. And if they are aware of all this stuff, then why aren't they speaking on it and taking a lead rather than waiting to be reactive? Why aren't they being proactive? Why are they going out and engaging in National S'mores Day and eating marshmallows rather than dealing with the meat of the problem, the substance of the issues in our culture? And when you announce your candidacy, don't tell me that you just want to continue the excellent tradition of education in Oklahoma, blah, 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 blah. No, tell me what it is that you're going to do. What are you going to do about all of these key issues that are taking place in our culture? I mean, my land, you've got the governor of the state of Oregon who has signed a bill that Like I said uh, yesterday or the day before on this show, a bill that says they're no longer going to even evaluate the proficiency of students, graduates from high school in areas of mathematics and science, reading and writing. Well, then what in the world are they going to school for? Do you candidates agree with that or do you disagree with that? How about the comments of Arnold Schwarzenegger this week where he said, screw your freedom. That's a direct quote. He was asked about conservatives like Rand Paul who are telling us that we need to step forward right now in the middle of this overreach from the federal government and state governments where they're telling us where we can shop, how we can shop, when we can go to church, how we can go to church, and even how we're going to breathe. They're telling us how to breathe right now, that breathing in an inappropriate way, an unapproved way, is unacceptable. It's down to the point, people, where they're telling you what bathroom to use and not use, what pronoun to use and not use, what... A female isn't when in fact she is one and what a male is when in fact he's not a female And they're now telling us how to breathe. And when Rand Paul and others, such as myself, have stepped forward and said, enough's enough. Freedom should be a first thing. It used to be a first thing in our culture. In fact, it has been a first thing for America since our birth. Patrick Henry said, give me liberty or give me death. And now it's, seems that we fear death, so we're just going to give up all our liberties. Is anybody in the educational establishment going to raise their hand and say, excuse me, excuse me, this is not what we should be teaching. That anytime a former politician, a former governor of one of the largest states in the union says, screw your freedom, we've got a problem here. And anytime the movement across the nation is taking the rights away from women and giving those rights to men because they want to pretend to be women, we've got a problem here. And anytime we're getting teachers and teachers' unions and school administrators, superintendents and principals who are openly saying that they're going to violate the law of Oklahoma, that they're going to thumb their nose at House Bill 1775 and not comply, Not comply. And then when they start lying about what that bill actually is, we've got a problem here. And where is Ryan Walters? And where is um, April Grace? And where is Mr. Cox, the candidates that have announced all of this? Where is Jerry Griffin, the school board member from Tulsa, who has announced all of this? Have you heard crickets? Have you heard anything? Have you even heard the sound of crickets? You're hearing nothing. It's dust in the wind. They aren't telling you what they think of this. Why? Why? Like Bonhoeffer said, not to speak is to speak, not to act is to act. Silence in the face of evil is evil itself. God will not hold us guiltless. And we know that we're told In the Bible, that we are to train up our children in the way they should go so that when they are old, they will not depart from it. It is our responsibility as parents, as grandparents, as aunts and uncles to care about what our kids are being taught. And again, I'm going to repeat myself, what they should be taught in your local schools is very simple. Stop letting these educators complicate things so much. They want to make it complicated to make themselves sound smart and highbrow and more intelligent than you. You folks out there in the hinterlands that lack gray matter. You rubes. You people that are clinging to your guns and your Bibles. You people who are deplorables. You people that, frankly, you don't know enough to educate your own children on issues like, you know, sexuality. You don't know enough to educate them and to teach them and to mentor them in the way they should go, you need to hand them over to the state so that these smart folks can do a better job than you. I told you a story of a few years ago when I was in the issue of debating the Common Core curriculum that was being imposed by Republicans here in the state of Oklahoma on us when we were saying, wait a second, we don't want Washington, D.C., or San Francisco, or even Oklahoma City to be dictating what our local schools are teaching. We want local control. We want parental involvement. We want to encourage parents and actually push parents to take more ownership in the education of their children rather than telling them to back off. And while I was debating this Common Core curriculum at an open forum down in Tulsa, I was actually in a venue where there were probably, I'm going to guess, around 400, maybe more people in this auditorium. And there were two people on the pro Common Core side, and there were two of us on the anti Common Core side. I was on the anti along with Jenny White. You may know who Jenny is, I won't belabor that right now, but she was a hero fighting against this overreach and trying to educate everybody as to what Common Core really was and what it was going to do and why it was bad for education rather than good for education, why it was a distraction rather than an improvement. And she had all the data to support it, and very few people... Could win an argument with her because she knew her facts like an accountant knows the books. Now, I'm more of a macro guy rather than a micro guy. Jenny was the micro accountant, looking at all the facts and figures and all the numbers and all of the flow charts as to what Common Core was going to do to education. I was evaluating it from a macro perspective. What's the philosophy? What's the goal? What are the big ideas? What are the first things? What should education be attending to as a first thing, as its top priority? And one of the things that I kept emphasizing in this debate on Common Core, Jenny and I on the anti-Common Core side and two other individuals on the pro side, one of them was the former Speaker of the House for the for, for for the legislature of Oklahoma, a Republican. And then another person, if I recall correctly, was from the school board of Tulsa. And I kept beating my drum over and over again. Local control, local control, parent responsibility, parental control, parental involvement. That's the solution to education. Why? Because parents know best, and the schools shouldn't be teaching things when it comes to Morality and virtues and values, the schools shouldn't be teaching things that are antithetical to the parents. The schools shouldn't be undercutting the parents. The schools should be supporting the parents and listening to the parents. Local control, local control, parental control, parental involvement. And at the end of the day, the boss is the parent. And if the school isn't listening to the parent and if the teachers are thumbing their nose at the parents and even worse, maligning the parents and undermining the parents behind the parents back, then we've got a problem. So I said this over and over again in this debate. And finally, my opponent interrupted me. One of the other two people on the opposite side of the debate interrupted me and said this, Dr. Piper, do you really think that giving local control to small little communities like Hugo and Salasaw is the right thing to do. And you could have heard a pen drop. I didn't have to say anything. In fact, I honestly felt a little bad for the guy as those words escaped his lips. You could feel the agitation in the auditorium. You could feel the aggravation and the anger rising in the people that were listening to this because that guy just showed his cards. He just said that moms and dads and aunts and uncles, good citizens from Hugo and Salisaw and every other small community across Oklahoma that you all are too stupid to be given local control for the education of your kids. That's what he said by asking his question. Do you really think that giving local control to small communities like Hugo and Salisaw is the right thing to do? Well, I just let it... hang out there for a minute or two while everybody was picking up their pitchfork to storm the best deal. And I let it hang there for a minute. And then as the rumble in the crowd began to rise a little bit, I interrupted it. I interrupted the tension and I looked at my opponent who had just said this. And I said, well, the last I knew is that those moms and dads and those stupid rubes in Hugo and Salisaw are doing a heck of a lot better job of raising their children than what you're doing in your crappy public schools in Tulsa. Do you get my point? Now, what I'm saying right now is not to disparage the good, the good teachers and the handful of good administrators in Tulsa, or in Hugo, or in Salisaw, or in Oklahoma City, or in Bartlesville, or in Sepulpa, or in Collinsville, or in Skiatook, or any other community in the state of Oklahoma. There are good people that are trying to fight the good fight. They're trying to provide your kids a decent education. But what's happening is the leadership is getting in their way and stopping them from doing their job. It's the leadership of education in Oklahoma that somehow thinks it's more important to teach your kids that two plus two equals four is the product of white privilege and not just an objective fact. The leadership of Oklahoma somehow thinks that your kids should be taught what it means to have sex for the first time. You want to You want proof that what I just said is a fact? Go to the Oklahoma Department of Education website and you'll see their agenda for S-E-L. For S-E-L. Go a couple clicks into that page and you're going to see a page on dating. That page is written by a proponent of queer theory. And that page is not what many of you, if not most of you, the preponderance of you want your kids to be taught, but you didn't even know it was being taught because they never told you. Do these leaders that want the job to lead education in the state of Oklahoma know about that page? You bet your bottom dollar they do, and they're not talking about it. Do they know what it's teaching? Yes, they do, and they're not talking about it. Why? You should be asking that question. I'm going to say it again, people. What's taught today in the classroom, will be practiced tomorrow in our culture. It is said, and the attribution here may be off, but it is said that Abraham Lincoln once stated that the philosophy in the classroom, in the schoolroom, in one generation, will become the philosophy of the government in the next. Ain't that the truth? What we're seeing in the schoolroom is becoming The common practice of our society, of our government, of our culture. And I've said before in previous shows, if anybody's offended by what I'm saying right now, if you're in education, you say, oh, that's completely unfair. You're maligning the entire industry, and that's completely unfair. Stop. Just stop. I made my entire career in the ivory tower. My entire profession was the academy was education. I have the right and I have the responsibility to say what I'm saying right now. And anybody else who isn't saying it that's been an educator is asleep at the switch. And here's what I'm telling you. Education matters. Ideas have consequences. And what we are teaching does make a difference. And when we teach crap, we're going to get a crappy culture. When we teach righteousness, goodness, truth, and beauty, you're going to get those things. When you teach liberty rather than licentiousness, you will get liberty and you will get people that will defend it. When you teach freedom rather than fascism, you will get people that understand that what Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger just said is a fascist statement. Screw your freedom? Oh, my goodness. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. You have teachers, unions, You have superintendents and principals who are embracing SEL, and they're doing so without apology. They know very well that it is just critical theory under a different banner. They know that. They also know that this dating page is on that state of Oklahoma website. They know that. They know that it is written by a queer theory Proponent. They know that. They also know that there's a specific tab in that dating website that talks about, quote unquote, your first time. What to do when it's your first time. Is that what should be taught in our schools? When they're not teaching them to count? And they're not teaching them to read? And they're not teaching them biology and physiology and physics? They're not teaching them to communicate. They're not teaching them to write. And you have leaders in other states that are actually saying, we're not even going to test for this stuff anymore. We're not even going to evaluate it. We're just going to give you a participation trophy rather than a diploma that actually means something. And, oh, well, that's not going to happen in Oklahoma. Well, why wouldn't it happen in Oklahoma if nobody's talking about it who wants to lead education in Oklahoma? And what has me riled up for this show today is Ryan Walters, one of the candidates, is at a National S'mores Day eating marshmallows, which could there be any better analogy of what he apparently thinks of the issues, marshmallow and mush, rather than addressing these things with courage and conviction. Leading rather than following. Taking the agenda by the horns rather than allowing the agenda to push you. And then this guy from Tulsa, Jerry Griffin, who skipped a vote Yesterday, there was a vote in the school board as to whether or not to comply with the new state law that says no school can require all of its students to wear masks. If you want to wear a mask, you can wear a mask. If you want to wear three masks, wear three masks. If you want to come to school in a hazmat suit with a shield over your face, do so. But the school system cannot require students to put something over their face that isn't even scientifically proven to do that much good and, in fact, could compromise their health because it's a Petri dish by the end of the day after you've been breathing through the stupid thing. What our new law says, and thank you, Senator Standridge, for pushing this. By the way, he's a pharmacist. He knows what he's talking about. Thank you for your leadership in pushing this through. What this law says is no school can require somebody to put something on their face that they don't want to put on their face. You can still wear it if you want, but you don't have to wear it. And we have school districts voting that they're going to defy the law. That's what we have right now. And Jerry Griffin skipped the vote. The Tulsa School Board had a vote. They voted 5-0 to zero to defy the law. And Jerry Griffin didn't even show up. He was absent. Is that the kind of leadership you want for education? Asleep at the switch or eating marshmallows when you should be dealing with the problems that our kids are facing? It's very simple. We need leadership that will make it a priority to teach our kids to count, to teach our kids to read. To teach them that science needs to be attended to rather than deconstructing it for the sake of politics and social engineering. To teach them to communicate. To teach them how to write properly. To teach them how that grammar matters and that pronouns matter and can't just be made up because you have a feeling about something. That's what we should be dealing with and leave the teaching of values. And morality. If, if, if you're going to teach immorality, better you teach nothing at all on this stuff. Just leave it alone and let the parents deal with it back home and let the churches deal with it as the parents decide to take more responsibility to getting their kids involved in proper moral training rather than this nihilism, this moral nihilism, this whateverism that's prevailing. On in our culture. <sighs> I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.